Welcome to the Sister Luna Psychic Services Podcast. Welcome to the Sister Luna Podcast. Yep, you got it. You nailed it that time. On the second time? Yes. The first. Oh. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Sister Luna. No, you're not. Well, neither are you. Oh my God, please. Can we do it right for once <laughs> in our lives? Please. Welcome to the Sister Luna Podcast. Great. Introducing your host, Madeline Starchild. That's me. Hi. This is my co-host, John. <laughs> Do I even... Have I ever had a last name on this? I've said it before, but then I'm not sure if you wanted me to say it or not. So I didn't. It's, like mine is my name. My, but mine isn't my real name. Like yeah. my legal name. Right. So. You mean... It's the it name that you... Ch- Hold on. I really need now you to look over her shoulder. <gasps> Okay, our cat is inside of a Christmas wreath right now. Like, what? She's like, excuse me, I'm ready for my close-up. Christmas is over with. That's why the wreath isn't on the door anymore. Stop no, eating that's it! Not oh my god, real... stop! Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> We're like a minute in and this podcast is already way off the rails because the cat Decided to be cute and then tried to kill herself. And we're back. <laughs> so, what was that? Uh, what was the topic you wanted to talk to me about again? I wanted to talk to you about in bulk. I wanted to answer any of your questions about in bulk. Okay. What is in bulk? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is why I need the notebook. Imbolc is a festival. Wait, don't we do like banter at the top before? Did we already do that? About what? What do you want to banter about? How's your day? (laughs) It's fucking bad. I'm a wage slave, as you already pointed out. We are recording this in early January. And yes, this is our episode about Imbolc, which... Occurs on February the first or second, first or yeah. second, or if you're hardcore, starting on the first, ending on the second. We've done a, a few of these episodes about uh, different special days on the Sabbath, but we generally record them way too close to the actual date to put them out in time. So this time we're putting it out ahead of time. So that you might use the information yes. in, you know, any kind of practice that you do, even if it's just like talking to your friends and loved ones saying like, hey, do you know what today is? Groundhog's Day. <laughs> yes. And also, in bulk. In bulk. In bulk, not candle mass. Not candle. Although it is also candle mass. Candle mass can lick my bulk. Do you know what candle mass is? It's the Christians being like, this is candle mass now, not a pagan festival. Yeah. It's about God and candles. Well, <laughs> much like many of other our other Sabbaths, yes, it is adopted into the Christian canon. But the specific celebration is of the... St. Bridget? 
purification of the Blessed Mary. Oh, what? Well, as we all know, after a woman has a baby, she's unpure. She's unclean for 40 days. And so being that Christmas is on... Are you trying... The 25th of December. To make me mad. 40 days after, she's finally, like, clean again. What the fuck does that mean? Clean again. Like, what does that change? Well, women, they have babies. And then, like, yuck. (laughs) And then, like, yuck. Yeah. Mm. This isn't me. This is Jewish law. Okay. Do you know what I did a few years ago on Imbolc? What did you do a few I years ago? I made a Yoni painting. Wait. Oh, right. Because I had my period like <laughs> on Imbolc. So that's what I would like to mail to whoever made that rule or still follows it. Just send them a, a painting I mean, made of menstrual blood. You'd have to go back like a couple thousand years to get the person who made the law. I made this for you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, like a lot of the celebration and the observances that the Christians do were straight up stolen from Imbolc. Again, much like many of our other holidays. Every fucking one. They couldn't be creative and make up their own holiday ever. Hmm. So we won't talk, I won't talk about how they celebrate because we haven't discussed that yet. Also, we don't give a fuck how they celebrate. I mean, I don't. I guess I can't speak for our listeners. I think it is interesting to observe, like, which traditions they do bring into the canon and which ones they don't. Just from, like, a, I don't know, anthropological perspective. Patriarchy is boring. Yeah. (laughs) Should we move on from Candlemas, then, and actually talk about the real holiday in bulk? Yes. So, the Celts believe that light should always follow dark. So that's why they end their year on such a somber note at Samhain. And the next celebration is Imbolc. What? For Celts, specifically. Oh, there's something in between Samhain. Yeah. Well, Norse pagans celebrated Yule. I get, yeah, it depends who you're talking about, which holidays like, exist. Right. And they must have had something. Why? I mean, for the longest night of the year. Oh, like because of the sun and. Yeah. Hmm? Even if it's just saying, like, damn, it's dark out. <laughs> damn, it's dark out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Why'd you say that? This <laughs> is knowledgeable. You're knowledgeable because you said they must have said something like, damn, it dark out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you That's know? my, my exter- expert opinion as a scholar. They can't hear your eyes rolling. They're not rolling that hard. <sighs> okay. Do you know why it's called in bulk? I... Something to do with the belly. In the belly. In the belly. It translates to in the belly. Yeah. Because livestock were starting to have babies again at this time of year. Mm. And so they would have milk. 
And so I'd involve people eat cheese and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> it really kind of helps contextualize the Sabbath because that is very much the vibe of like it's more of a pregnancy than it is a like a birth. You know, like it's not quite emerged yet. It's mm. like in the process of changing and like growing. And so in the belly is is a figurative saying like it's it's that spring is is in development. Well, I don't think it was figurative to the Celts. I think it was literal because they'd be like, my you is pregnant in the belly. Oh, OK. Like uh, literally they're pregnant. Right. Animals. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I'm just saying that you can also, it's all connected. Right. The animals are getting pregnant again because they're moving into a period of like prosperity in terms of like the availability of food and what have you. So it applies to everyone. So so in the belly refers specifically to like pregnancy and not to like feasting. No, it applies. It's specifically about... Like livestock animals okay. being pregnant. Okay. Yeah, because I saw it in the belly and I didn't read it any further because you were going to tell me. Mm-hmm. It's like when women get pregnant, they generally start lactating before they have their child, like before they actually give birth. John just looked at my tits. I'm not pregnant. I know. <laughs> and also, why would you be interested in that even if I was? Why are you looking at my eyes? My chest is down here. Help me, listeners. Please. (laughs) Will one of you volunteer to take my place on this podcast once in a while? Hang out with this maniac? Wouldn't it just be easier to get rid of me? (laughs) The one that doesn't do anything. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) What do we need you for? (laughs) Okay. My point is that if you're pregnant and you're lactating and you're, like, excited to have your baby, you'd be like, yay, you know? It would increase your anticipation of the coming events of the birth Mm. happening. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And that's what Imbolc feels like in terms of a season because it doesn't quite feel like spring has sprung but it feels like winter is ending or okay. like that there's an end in sight. What other day is also on Nambalk that is celebrated in modern times? Looks at notes. <laughs> You're such a dork. What day is it? Groundhog Day. Okay. I was about to be like, earlier. here's a clue. Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I already said it. Yeah. <laughs> so what... What's Groundhog Day about? Well, Groundhog Day was uh, kind of created by the Pennsylvania Dutch, and it was sort of a tradition brought over, um, like I said, from the Dutch and from Germanic tradition, where the little celebration is to follow a groundhog, the most famous of which would be Punxsutawney Phil, co-star of the movie Groundhog Day. And if Punxsutawney Phil, or whichever groundhog or badger in Germany comes out and sees his shadow, then it forebodes six more weeks of winter. But if he does not see his shadow, then it's an early spring. 
Mm-hmm. So would you think consider that to be weather magic? I absolutely would. I also learned that the Latin name for groundhog is Actimus monax. Why the fuck did you learn that? Because it means bear rat. Okay. If you think about a groundhog. Yeah, that makes sense. It's half bear, half rat. I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but it hibernates and it's rat-like, so. I mean, if you were to divide a bear by a rat, you would get a groundhog. I disagree. It would be way bigger than that. If it was a bear divided by a rat. Wait, divided by? Yeah. Wait, no. If it's half bear, if it's, if it's, it's be like halfway the size yeah, between a bear and a rat. You add a bear and a rat It would be like the size of a large two. dog. Yeah. I know I had the math wrong. Oh my God. Like a capybara. Yeah. That should be called bear rat. Imbolc was an important time to read omens and attempt to predict the weather for the summer. Okay. So people thought that if there was bad weather on Imbolc, then there was going to be a great summer on the way. But if the weather on Imbolc was nice out, then the summer wouldn't come soon and it would be more winter after Imbolc. Mm-hmm. Do you know the reason for that? Just kidding. Hold I know on. you don't. It's that a name I can't say, Kalek, would spend the ch- would spend the day of Imbolc collecting firewood for herself if winter was to last a while longer. To do this, she would need a bright and dry day to collect her wood. So if Imbolc was wet and windy, that meant that Kalik had gone to sleep and winter would soon be over. Sorry, and Kalik Kalek, she's a goddess? Great, I don't know. Oh. That was rude of you to ask me that. <laughs> Divinity. A divine hag, a creator deity, a weather deity. She's known as the queen of winter. Happy? Yes. Well, many of the... Pagan festivals center around fire, especially the Celtic ones, like Samhain and Beltane, especially. Imbolc also has a fire element, but it's functionally different than those. In that, people would have a fire in the hearth of their own home instead of having a big central bonfire upon which or around which everybody was like dancing or gathering. So everybody in the whole area would have their fire burning that night of Imbolc, but they wouldn't all like get together to have one big outside fire. It's a very COVID-friendly holiday. (laughs) It's true. Have your own hearth. Celebrate in your own home. Yep. Try not to burn your house down. One ritual or... I don't know, tradition that I read about in my overview of the holiday was, you know, you would burn your hearth very, very warm and you would place the women of the home at the open doors. And that way... Never heard of this. If the goddess tried to come in, she would come through the women at the doors. Per quoi? To get the goddess in them. That happened to me. I know. Except I didn't stand at the door. Are we not going to tobog- talk about that? or <laughs> Are we not going to toboggan about that? <laughs> Are we not going to toboggan about that? <laughs> we could save it for the Bridget episode. Okay. So, yes. Burning your fire hot on Imbolc. And it's, like, I think the idea is kind of that, I mean, it depends on how you're going to come at it, I suppose. But it could be that you are 
intentioning to like help the earth to warm up to remember that it's time to like start warming up like hey it's time for no more winter please you know feel how warm this fire is wouldn't that be nice if the whole ground felt like that instead Mm. of being frozen solid And actually, one of the things I've seen other people, people in other parts of the world do, and in bulk, is um, dig into the dirt and like make dirt candles, like using the dirt as the mold for the candle. We did that. Yes, we did that. But the ground is frozen here on February 1st. So I had these like planters that are made of like plant fibers. So you, you can plant the whole pot and it like disintegrates and the plant roots grow through it yeah so i had those and i filled them with potting soil and i made the candles inside of the little pots and then i used the pots to plant my seeds you could probably do it with frozen ground though right i mean i guess if you really want to be out there like digging a hole in the frozen ass ground i mean the gyms are closed so <laughs> gotta do something okay sure you can do that if you want okay <laughs> Uh, making candles is pr- relatively easy and like pretty fun. And also, if you are a weirdo saver like me, I save the ends of all my not usually spell candles, but like all my just general candles. Mm. And so then I'll use all my wax chunks to make new candles. And if all of your candles are scented, then it's kind of like at the old uh, like the Pizza Hut fountain drink um, <laughs> thing when you would make swamp water. You put all your candle ends in and you get an amalgam of all the scents. I've never made a scented candle on Imbolc before. I've only made like just plain beeswax candles. We have plenty of essential oils. That's, That's really true. all you need to do to like you just add it to the wax and then it. Remember when that? Oh, you weren't here. I was the only witness to this insane thing that. Okay. So we were burning those um, beeswax candles outside like for your birthday that time this year. You. There was, like, Cam was here and, like, um, Jay. Like, just a couple sure, of people. Yeah. And so we were sitting outside and it was getting dark and I brought out some, like, little beeswax oh, yeah, yeah. tea lights. Yeah. So the next day I'm standing in the kitchen, like, washing a dish at the sink and I'm looking out the window and I see this magpie. And he's kind of hopping around, like, checking out the deck. And I'm like, oh, I'm watching him. And then he fucking grabs one of those tea lights and just flies off of it. I was like, what? <laughs> he just fucking took it. He's like, bye, thanks. The animals in this neighborhood <laughs> have like a ton of like decoration cobweb from us. Oh, yeah. The squirrel was ripping the cobwebs off of our tree at Halloween. Oh, yeah. No, the same squirrel <laughs> was trying to get the Christmas lights too. That's like, it was, he was yanking at that cord. At first, He's unplugged. When, yeah. At first, when I saw him pulling on the web, I thought maybe it was in his way for like climbing the tree. I thought it was like pissing him off because it was creating a, a barrier or something. But then I saw him balling it up and like piecing out with it. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Dude got a sweet pillow. <laughs> Anyways, I forget what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, making candles. Making candles. There's yeah. also a fun way to do it where people will get like um, a milk carton. Like the square, not the big jug, you yeah. know, and fill it with ice. You do a big jug, but just make a big candle. Fill it with ice, and obviously you have, need to have your wick in there, and then pour the wax in, 
on top of the ice, like Ooh. the hot wax, and then it creates this candle with all these weird like holes in it. Cool. And that's kind of another way of doing that symbolism of like the candle, the warmth of the candle is melting the ice. Right. Yes. Like it. Mm-hmm. I like using uh, melted snow water in my in bulk celebrations. Even if you have like a super busy life or something and you don't really have a lot of time to think of a ritual or like practice much, then you could at least still just go outside with literally a bowl and scoop up some snow and just bring it inside and put it on your altar or like on your stove or whatever, your hearth, and let it melt. I think especially if you are like many of our listeners in Calgary, Alberta. I think most of our listeners are people who know us personally, but (laughs) hopefully not. Hopefully soon we'll be wider reaching. Uh, If you, we really have, we got one big snowfall at Yule and very little since. So if you take a big enough scoop, you're getting Yule snow. Oh, that's true. I collected snow on Yule and it was so much snow that the jar that I put out to collect it was completely like invisible. You couldn't see it under the snow at all. <laughs> it was yeah. like a big mason jar. But we've had like one minor snowfall since then. So it's like you just got to go a little deep and then you're getting the yule snow. In some parts of the world at Imbolc, there's flowers popping out of the ground. Snowdrops, crocuses, maybe even daffodils. I'm aware of that. Oh, great. (laughs) Even in places like Scotland, they have spring flowers this early in the season. Yeah, that's why it's a thing for Imbolc because it's in like the British Isles, which is where these all originate from. Gotcha. (laughs) You're a Scot. You should know. I, again, I I didn't want to come in wholly unprepared (laughs) per usual. Uh, I did look up a one Scottish way, uh, one yeah, mm-hmm. tradition or a celebration of in bulk mm-hmm. is to create a brigiode, which is a cross, basically. A Bridget's cross. A Bridget's cross. Yeah. You're aware. I made one one year. I made it out of paper and I wrote little like notes on all the pieces of paper that I used. Oh, yeah. Um, it's on my YouTube channel. I haven't seen that one. Well, it's it's on there. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I guess I've only looked at all the card episodes. Was yours uh, inspired by, like, the fabric one? Um, I just, I wanted to make the traditional one out of plant matter, reeds, or sometimes people use, like, willow branches or whatever, but... Brushes, yeah. Yeah, but I didn't have access to any of that so i found one that used paper and i made that for my brief overview that is a scottish thing in the irish your people uh would hang fabric on the plants and in the home that's another like heavily bridget and i was going to talk about that on the next episode about bridget the goddess bridget tune in next week (laughs) Same Luna time, same Luna channel. It's not the same Luna time, don't promise that. <laughs> it's a bit sporadic this year. At some time, but same channel. Mm-hmm. It's been a wild year, you guys. 
Um, another really great thing to do at Imbolc is kitchen magic. I just think that's like so perfectly energetically aligned with the vibe of the season. And if you can include, you know, some dairy or dairy alternatives, I guess, then it's extra, you know, potent or like meaningful. What I think in a lot of homes and in a lot of modern homes, you don't actually have a hearth. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're lucky enough to have a fireplace, maybe not, but whether it's electric or gas, your oven can function as a hearth. It is a good thing to fire up on a cold day and just to make something, bake something. I mean, the oven is the hearth now. Like the hearth in this time would have been your oven also. Like it would have been your fire, but it's also where you'd have your like pot and shit that you would cook with. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and also like I I think uh, all these... I don't know, pre-modern parties, gatherings, celebrations. Everybody ends up in the kitchen, always. Oh, that's what I was, I was going to say that's the modern version. Right. Pre-modern, if you're gathering around the hearth, nowadays, having a goddamn kitchen party. Yeah, it's like, if you have a, you set up your party with your table over on the far side with all the stuff, it doesn't matter. If you're trying to like get people to go into other rooms and sit, they will not do it. Everybody will stand in your kitchen Always. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Another day that coincides with Imbolc, which I still don't know if this was intentional by the people who arranged this day, started it, or not. It seems like there would be, but I can't confirm that. And it's International Firesider Day. Oh, yeah. It is. And obviously... Oh, I I didn't know that wasn't just a thing of um, in bulk. No, it's coincidental, or maybe not. Like huh. I can't, I don't know. But a bunch of herbalists got pissed off that I forget what company it was. Somebody was trying to patent the recipe for fire cider, and they were like, um, "This is an ancient folk remedy. Fuck you!" And then they didn't. They weren't allowed to patent it. And the, then the day became a day to make medicine with your friends and also to like protect folk medicine from greedy capitalists essentially (laughs) and i feel like that's just so perfect for imbolc being that it is a fire holiday and it is dedicated to the goddess bridget that we're going to go into more in the next episode where she is healing is one of the many things that she was the goddess of in ireland and it does coincide pretty perfectly. Not to mention it's like you're coming into a shoulder season, which is when you get sick, which is when you need to take fire cider because it's good for your immune system. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to ask you to take off your pointy broadcasting witch hat for a moment and put on your green planty herbalist hat and okay. please tell us. What is fire cider? It's a oh, vinegar. Change the hats. Oh. Just taking the one off and the other one's on. Oh, it's a little snug. <laughs> when you said broadcasting, take off your pointy broadcasting witch hat, I thought you were going to say take off your pointy bra. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, 
Madonna. Hmm. <laughs> um, I was just voguing, you guys. Yeah. You can see. This is an audio medium. They couldn't see you taking off your bra either. I took off my bra as soon as I got home. Let's not <laughs> pretend. Just kidding. I didn't wear a bra at all. Thank you. <laughs> I just had to wear a tank top under my scrubs because they're too scru scrubby. <laughs> Anyways, fire cider is a vinegar infusion um, medicine consisting of onions, ginger, chilies, etc. Horseradish, etc. And it's great immune booster and it would be very warming as well so if you're coming from the cold it wouldn't hurt to take some then as well yeah we didn't haven't made it in a couple of years now but yeah we made some last year oh we did we had a huge that was like yeah. the biggest in bulk we've ever had i can't believe Shit. you yeah, forgot no. okay yeah yes we did make some last year but it was a few years between that and the, the, the competition year. yeah the competition that who won Miss Madeline Starchild. That's right. And what was the name of the fire cider that I made that day? Bridget's Fire. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's yeah, just a concoction with... I don't think it needs to necessarily be apple cider vinegar. But that's certainly what I used and what we normally I used. think that's kind of the standard because apple cider vinegar has so many like yeah. health healthful properties already it makes mm -hmm. sense to use it i mean the more raw the better too imagine if we have this tree producing apples even if the apples aren't Ooh. that good we oh, could still yeah. use them to make vinegar and then we could make apple cider like make fire cider from that for sure and yeah just throw in as many like immuno boasters as you can and use it to I dress your you salads <laughs> uh turmeric's the other one that i would definitely mm, turmeric ginger especially if you can get the fresh turmeric then you could add it just the same that you would add the ginger yeah like they're functionally the same type of plant you know and then yeah like just do a shot of that every day for the rest of the winter and it's a hundred percent effective against covid <laughs> john i mean it's no get the vaccine do whatever the fuck you want, but we're not saying that <laughs> fire cider is 100% effective against COVID. Inject fire cider. I would say mix it with olive oil and put it on your salad. Yeah. It's very good that way. We should point out that Maddie won for makes, making the tastiest fire cider. Yeah. So what are you trying to say? Well, we don't know it was the most healthful. No, how could you possibly judge that when it's just been made and it's like you're judging them all on the same day with no double blind, no placebo, no, like, how are you? Well, I made one and thus had more of it than you. And I'm bigger, taller, and stronger than you, so, I don't know. Seems like that's something that should have been taken into consideration. Some people were very mad that I won that contest. No, I won the cocktail comp competition, so... Yeah, that was one of the first times I flirted with you, I recall. Because <laughs> I, like, specifically went and found you and was like, is my cocktail good or is it really <laughs> terrible and that I need someone to help me make it better? <laughs> and then I went home and wrote a blog post about it. 
if you're not gonna like cook or bake anything else fire cider is a very thing easy thing to put together it's you literally throw the ingredients together in a jar and you let them sit so if you're not gonna observe the holiday in any other way just do that because it will benefit your health regardless Hmm. oh i wanted to point out something that i just learned from cladogdesign.com is i mean i haven't double checked this anywhere but it sounds very feasible Mm. They're saying that in bulk was a celebration of the end of the winter, impending light half the year. The hardest part of the year was over, adverse winter, cold temperatures, food rationing, and no warfare. An integral part of Celtic society would soon be a thing of the past. So farmers were getting ready to go back to work, preparing animals for breeding, and warriors were picking up their weapons again. Oh. And the political and social aspects of life had been put on hold for winter were beginning again as well. Huh. Like everybody just calls a winter truce. Well, not not to bog this down too no, much. No, please, because like, like I said, I didn't check it. So go ahead. Warfare is kind of a, it's a confusing thing in the, uh, like the pre-Westphalian or like, I don't like kind of throughout like history in different parts of the world. Before there were states, before there was like a government, a thing, it was just kind of, you know, it was either principalities or it was like a feudal system or Mm -hmm. it was what it was. But it was basically like you would live on your land and you would till your land and you would give basically a tax to your lord. Chieftain. Chieftain, whomever. This is for like... Once you moved into, like, agrarian societies. Mm -hmm. And basically, like, it was a protection racket. It was Mm -hmm. you would give that so that this person wouldn't kill you. But also, it was in your best interest for your lord to take over more land. Right. Because if the land that you lived on wasn't under dispute then it was more likely for you to just be able to, like, fucking do your farming. Right. Give a little bit to this guy, and then it's done. And you just Mm -hmm. live your life. Sure. And so it's like, yeah, you would be... It was in your actual... Like, it was in your interest in every single way to have, like, a strong military, to have a a strong warlord, Mm -hmm. even though he was, like, oppressing you, like, taking from you, which they still fucking do. They just change the terms. Yeah. You want his border to go as far away from you as possible. Yeah. To take over as many little, like, land ships. And so, yeah. No, like, it does make sense, like... The fighting might subside a little because it's expensive to move food to mm. to the front to the like the furthest reaches of your principality or whatever. Right. Yeah. Cool. When I was looking up, like when I, I don't know, when I was looking up in bulk and I was trying to find things to talk about that are outside of just what I do because we're trying to make two episodes folks we're trying to learn ourselves and we is trying to better ourselves anyways i came across a hindu goddess who seems very similar to bridget 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Saraswati, goddess of speech, learning, and the arts, where goddess okay. is also a, a, a goddess is also a Bridget of poetry. Right. She too is celebrated as the cold winter is ending at the festival of Vasant Panchami. Like Bridget, Saraswati is a threefold goddess. Her sisters are Parvati, goddess of righteousness, and Lakshmi, goddess of beauty, fortune, and prosperity. As straw dolls are made for Bridget, so clay figurines of the goddess Saraswati are processed and immersed in rivers or water tanks. Hmm. Saraswati attends all waters. She is the spirit of the river Saraswati. She's the mother of the Vedas, like muses, and she inspires the song of Amarjin. And this is, the singer subsumes all being. Ready? I am the womb of every holt. I am the blaze of every hilt. I am the queen of all hives. I am the shield for every head. I am the vault of every hope. I just thought that that was kind of interesting that even in India where, I mean, I guess, they have winter. They also, like, not winter. Like, we know yeah, winter. Yeah, no, I was going to ask if, if this was, like, a northern goddess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they do, in, like, the Himalayas, it's actually winter, for sure. Yeah. But still not as cold as Canada. Not even close. There's a lot of snow, but it doesn't get as cold as it does here. I'm sure they have their own, like, growing cycles. and yeah. Uh, also, because a lot of people have been asking us, we completely and fully support the Indian farmers and <laughs> their their workers' revolution and protest against the government. A hundred percent, full solidarity behind the Indian workers. Please look that up if you do not know anything about the protests ongoing in India. Because it receives absolutely zero fucking media attention here in Canada. Mm. Which is bizarre because there are a lot of people who are originally from India that live in Canada. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no. And, like, if fucking 50 people, like, get together to protest the government in Venezuela, then there's a hundred news stories about Mm. it. But if literally six million people protest in India, it's crickets. Yeah, that's crazy. We have a lot of Sikhs here. And when I was in, like, by the time I got from Goa to, like, Mumbai, when people would ask me where I was from, and I would say I'm from Canada, literally every person who had enough English to ask me where are you from and, like, chat me up, and I said I'm from Canada, they would say, oh, like, my cousin lives in Canada or my sister. Like, they all had a (laughs) relative that lived in Canada. Right. It was pretty funny. <laughs> so out of curiosity, after I read about Saraswati, I grabbed one of my spell books. It's, it's called The Teen Spellbook, Magic for Young Witches by Jamie Wood. And yes, I have had it since I was a teen. We have referenced this book once on the show before. And it has Candlemas. It calls it Candlemas in this book. Show historian. Yeah. Candlemas Goddesses and Associations, and there's a list, and our girl Saraswati is on the list. It lists her under Creation, Grace, Science, and Teaching. Do you want to hear the whole list? Anu, Arachni. Maybe why don't you read them? All it right. even tells you what, like where it's from. Besides, maybe that can help you know how to pronounce it. Little Mister, I'm good at pronouncing stuff. Anu. 
the Irish goddess of mother and abundance. Oh, wait, none of these actually have genders, so. Uh, well, this is goddesses, and then there's gods. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. None of them are envy. Well, this is not a new book. <laughs> I can tell you, actually, arachne, Greek, non-binary, hmm. spider, weaving, destiny, aradia, Tuscan, teacher, with goddess, witch goddess, ooh, this one's Welsh, Aryanrod, mother, reincarnation, stellar movement, Athena, Greek, goddess of wisdom, or uh, all the, that shit, skip Bridget, <laughs> Frebua, cleansing, and the month of February, and she's Roman, she is Roman, I've got a bit more to talk about her, if sure. time permits, uh, Gaia, Greek, earth love fertility, Inanna, Sumerian, Earth Love Weaving. She's got a lot, actually. There's a lot of weaving. Like, that's two weaving ones now because you have yeah. the spider and you have banana. So maybe knitting or weaving would be a good um, activity for in bulk, too, or like needlework. Certainly, yeah. Like, if you are indoors, mm-hmm. you know how to weave, knit. Well, even uh, if you don't know how to one? knit, crochet. Yeah. <laughs> Pele, the soccer player. Hawaiian. Wait, no, Hawaiian fire, fire and volcanoes. <laughs> um, Sarasvati, creation, grace, science, teaching. And Vesta, also Roman, the fire, the hearth, food, and chastity. Uh, now the gods would be Bannock, which is Slavic, the home and hearth, Bragi. Wis- uh, Norse, Wisdom, Poetry, and Creativity. Cupid or Eros, Love. That's Greco-Roman. I have to assume that's... Oh, I, I kind of wonder if that is... Predates Valentine's Day. Of course it does. Or, yeah. Lupercalia. Must, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We could do a Lupercalia episode. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> um, Dainichi, Japanese, purity and wisdom. Dumuzi, Sumerian, vegetation. Isus, Gaulish, vegetation. Faunus, Roman. Uh, that's another name for Pan. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, nature, dreams, prophecy, pantheons, lupercalia, vegetation, uh, frabuas, cleansing in February, nurele, uh, just as aboriginal, so yeah, somewhere. that's very broad. <laughs> some, some British principal, like some, somewhere in the British Empire, mm-hmm. nurele, and Prometheus. Oh, fire. Yeah. Cool. So definitely, like, fire is a big one. Like, it's... It seems like fire and weaving and love. Yeah. I, like, I have and, to like, assume... like, writing and poetry, like... Yeah. Scholarly, creative stuff. And I, like, I have to assume that in all these cases, it's just that, like, when kind of 
agrarian societies were being formed, these are the months where, like, can't do shit. Mm-hmm. You gotta be at home tending your fire and, yeah, writing stuff if you you got it in you. That's or true. Or if not, knit some clothes. That's so true. Like, at the beginning when I said that medieval peasants had more leisure time than we do now it's because in the winter they didn't work at all because there's nothing to do <laughs> so yeah that would be when they would take up a writing pursuit get themselves some like a cute bikini start hitting the treadmill get ready for to fit into that bikini you're not even rolling your eyes anymore you're just kind of glaring <laughs> I'm, so, I'm just confused like why wouldn't you just knit a bikini that already fits oh yeah yeah do that yeah I mean, you can still go on the treadmill. I just feel like it's kind of rude, like mean to yourself yeah. to knit yourself a bikini that's too small. <laughs> well, and you would also have to invent the treadmill. Yeah. It's the biggest part. I guess they wouldn't have the, the exact same New Year's resolutions that we would be more like, oh, I want to keep my child alive this year. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give birth without dying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we should end with a roundup of suggestions for things that one could do this in bulk, even though they're not allowed to hang out with anybody really, and they're not allowed to like go places really, etc. You know, it's shocking. You and I both like cook and bake regularly, and we've somehow resisted making a sourdough this entire pandemic. So, I'm not saying we do that, but we'll we'll bake something. We'll bake a little something hot and spice, like a spicy bread or like a sour bread, maybe a sourdough. No. Okay, sure. <laughs> but like, I I think that is if you were to observe the holiday, like particularly if you're in an apartment or if you don't particularly have any reason to light your fireplace. Firing up your oven, making something that you can enjoy for, you know, a few days or weeks to come. That's a very good way to to hold the holiday and carry it forward with you. I would suggest make like a, if you are someone of the cooking persuasion, you could make like goat cheese tartlets. Mm. or something like that would be cute even macaroni and cheese i mean i don't know how lazy of a pagan you want to be but i'm not going to judge you if you make macaroni and cheese for in bulk it's fine go ahead i'll bake something sure you i didn't mean you i meant like the listener (laughs) oh yeah i'm just saying i will and then also like before the podcast i was saying like oh we'll have a uh, fire outside and that is something you can do, even though like traditionally it's about lighting your hearth and like keeping it, keeping your home warm. Bridget's a fire goddess. Yeah, if you have to go to like a an outdoor fire, that's still good. It's still a, a nice way to spend these winter months. Um, I think that's that's the real big thing about it is that like even though the darkest day is behind you they're like the coldest days are still (laughs) way around and there's probably way more cold days to come so 
Hopefully it's really gross and shitty on in bulk this year. Nice early summer. Yes, absolutely. Hope that Bridget does not see her shadow. (laughs) That's not how it works. (laughs) No, she's like a rat bear. Get out. (laughs) John's trying to get fired. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that he's been trying his hardest to get fired over the last few episodes. So this year on Imbolc, you could bake something. You could, you know, fire up your oven or your stove. You could make some fire cider. You could fire the co-host on your podcast. You could fire the co-host on your podcast. Putting out a casting call. (laughs) Anybody but John. Just kidding. (laughs) You could try and take up a, like, fabric craft of some kind, like knitting or crochet, weaving. You could try your hand at writing some poetry, and then you could even use the paper from that poetry to make yourself a Bridget's Cross. You could decorate your altar with candles and with images of um, burrowing animals. You could hang fabric in your home. No. No? You could. That is literally... You hang the fabric by a sacred water source. Uh, okay. You could hang fabric <laughs> by a sacred water source. Um, you could take a ritual bath, a milk bath. A like milk? put powdered oh. milk in your bath. My powdered milk. Because it's already a bath. It's got the water aspect. You can make yourself like a milk, like a bath salts with milk and like herbs. And you put it like powdered milk in you. Right, just take jugs of milk. Fine, yeah. Do that. Cleopatra style. Did she really do that? I don't know. Someone please help me. <laughs> you could sit down and plan. If you do have a garden, you could sit down and plan your garden. Order your seeds. If you order your seeds ahead of time or you already have them, you could do a seed blessing on Imbolc and you could even start them, some of them maybe. I think uh, that one really kind of hits the actual purpose of the holiday on the head. Planning your garden? Yeah. I, I didn't like that mixed metaphor as I said it. It's like I it's was really I was digging for... into the point of the holiday. I think that one is really igniting the point of the holiday is that this is the first opportunity in the new year for you to say that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And a year ago in fucking March, we all went into a tunnel. We all, I mean, to some extent, went into some kind of lockdown, some kind of at least awareness or effect of the bat flu, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. I don't think you should call it the bat flu, because that makes people think that if they kill all the bats, then the COVID will go away. A bat flu. I think we, we all went into... Yeah, some kind of darkness, and it's not to say that, like, it's been a completely miserable time for everyone for the whole time, but it's been not good, and it's not necessarily going to start being great immediately, but that isn't the promise of Imbolc. Imbolc is not the... 
end of darkness. It's that there is a light and that there is a spring that is coming. And so I think this year, more than any other year, we should embrace that and, and should say we can light our hearths because there is something after this, because there is another season and we can light our hearths, keep that warmth and create that warmth because there is another side. And that's a very important thing. Yeah, you could like sit down and think about what you do want to nurture and what type of seeds you want to plant this year and it doesn't need to be a list of new year's resolutions along the lines of lose weight travel more (laughs) try to go deeper than that with your list try to make try to observe yourself and your patterns and the way that this long year of adversity has affected you and and what it's brought up and yeah I'm in my own blog post about Imbolc I wrote it's a time of celebrating something that's just about to emerge but not quite yet your waiting is almost going to come to an end but not quite yet don't lose faith <laughs> yeah it's a subtle bump of just showing pregnancy it's the sun's light a li- on your face a little earlier in the morning it's going out for to walk the dog in just a sweater and a toque the quiet drip drop of icicles melting or seeing the stream flowing by under a paper-thin layer of ice. Starting to believe that winter is not going to last forever. Maybe it's time to come out of hibernation. (laughs) And we choose which seeds we plant. We don't necessarily get to choose what type of weather happens or what type of creatures decide to come into our garden and eat all of our stuff. But we do get to decide which seeds we plant and how often we tend them. So try to plant the good seeds. I miss and love my friends, but I know I will see them soon. Sister Luna says... Oh, I just did it. I, I wasn't thinking about uh, that. Sister Luna says the thing that she said before, just before the thing that I just said. I ruined it. Sister Luna says, plant the good seeds. That's it.